0: fill us now. Fill me now, Lord, with your presence. Help me to feed myself, Father, when I'm hungry. Amen. Well, good morning, church. All of you who are out there and those who are online here this morning. I want to bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. This morning I thought I'd take some time and uh, talk about prayer tips from Psalms 44. So if you have your Bible or your phone or wherever, you can find Psalms 44. And we want to read some of the verses from there, the first eight verses. And uh, we want to talk about how we can make our prayer more exciting, how we can make our prayer more powerful, how we can make our prayer more that would glorify God. And so if you have your Bibles, you know, turn with me and uh, we'll read that portion. If I can keep the wind down here. Okay, it says, We have heard with our ears, O God. Our fathers have told us what work you did in their days in the times of old. How you did drive out the heathen with your hand and planted them, how you did afflict the people, and you cast them out. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword, neither by their own arm did they uh, were they saved, but your right hand, and your arm, and the light of your countenance, because you had a favor upon them. You are my king, O God, command deliverance for Jacob. Through you we will push down our enemies. Through your name will we tread them under that rise up against us. For I will not trust in my bow, neither shall my sword save me. But thou hast saved us from our enemies, and hast put them to shame that hated us. In God we boast all the day long, and praise thy name forever, Selah. Hallelujah. So we're going to take, there's seven points there actually from that, uh, those first eight verses, but I'm not sure that we're going to get through all seven of them but I want to get through some of the first ones I think that are, are very vital uh, to us in our prayer life. And uh, so the first one, excuse me if I have to hold my sheet of paper here, but otherwise it may blow away here. Okay, so the first one is boast about God. Boast about God and praise his name forever. Found that in verse eight. Boast about God. and God's worthy to be boasted. Uh, about We can, you know, we, we boast about him because he's the almighty. We boast about him because he's everlasting. We boast about him because he's a creator. We boast about him because he has provided salvation for us. We boast about him because he watches over us day by day. And the list can go on and on and on and on, you know, of how we can boast in God, you know, because he's worthy to be boasted about and he's worthy to be praised as well and uh so i want to just encourage you when you do your prayer time you know spend time boasting about god and it's not that god is egotistic that he needs you know our praise or that he needs our boasting it's not that god is insecure you know that he just loves it when we boast about him or praise him because you know well then we make him feel good you know god's not insecure god is not egotistic we don't boast him you know to make him feel good. We boast about him and we praise him for our own sake. For our sake we do that. It's because we need to boast in him. We need to remind ourselves who God is. We need to remind ourselves what he has done. We need to remind ourselves how great he is. Cuz in this world, you know, there's so many things that are against us. There are so many things that uh, that cut us down or bring us down. And we need something that will shore us up, that will lift us up, that will encourage us, that will inspire us to be all that God wants us to be. And so boasting about him is a really good thing. And I would really encourage, you know, go home today or even in your cars now, or if you're watching on television, you know, uh, boast about God, say something to God about him, you know, that would just exalt him because it will encourage your heart. And that's the purpose of it, is to encourage your heart. Like I say, he doesn't need our boasting, but we need to boast. We need to praise him. We need to bless his name continually, you know, as the Bible talks about, and we need to do that. And so that was the first point, was boasting about God. And the second thing we find is that uh, we pray to him because we are favored. We are favored. We find that in verse 3. We are favored people, therefore we will bless him, we will pray to him, we will exalt him. And do you feel favored this morning? You know, Maybe we don't. Maybe you don't feel favored this morning. Maybe you don't think God is smiling on you. Maybe you don't think that God is watching over you. But I want to tell you, you know, if you are a believer, for sure, you are favored by God. You are favored by God. God loves everybody all of the time. And we need to understand that. and We need to exalt God because of that. He loves us all the time. Now, that doesn't mean that every one of us are always favored because favoring also, uh, we are responsible for uh, having God favor us as well. You know, I think about Israel when they, and the background of this psalm is Israel coming out of Egypt in the book of Exodus, and we know those uh, stories so well, and they were there for 430 years. God told them they'd be there for 400 years, but they didn't cry out to God. They didn't, uh, you know, say, God, help us. God, we need you. We need your deliverance. They didn't cry out to God, and so God was silent for 30 more years until they did something and then God favored them. Then God raised up Moses and sent him back and led the children of Israel out of the wilderness. It was because they prayed, they got earnest with, with God, and then they began to exalt him, and then they began to be favored by God. I want to use another illustration to help us understand this concept of being favored. Let's say grandpa and grandma, they live in Regina. Not my grandpa and grandma. This is just a fictionist story here. But they live in Regina, and they have <coughs> a daughter who lives on a farm just by Hitchcock, just west of Hitchcock. And grandpa and grandma are coming out to see you know, their daughter and, son- and son-in-law and also the five grandkids. They just love coming out there and visiting with their five grandkids for sure and uh, so they've been there for a few days And then grandma says to the grandkids she said do you want to go with me to go shopping and uh, <clears throat> the two boys are the oldest ones they're Johnny and Jimmy fictionist names that I've given to them and they said oh grandma you know shopping is boring we don't want to go shopping and so they said we, we uh, like we want to just run around the yard and just do stuff around here and so they They went out and they just did what they wanted to do. And so then Grandma talks to the two youngest girls, Susie and Helen, and she said to them, do you want to come with me to go shopping? And both of the girls, they were playing with dolls and they said, no, Grandma, we're busy playing with dolls, you know, and we want to do that right now. And, you know, we'll spend time with you some other time. And so Grandma said, okay. And, uh, but there was one other, there was, Uh, Lisa, who was a daughter in between the two oldest boys and the two youngest girls, Lisa was there, and Lisa just loved her grandma to pieces. And everywhere that grandma went, you know, like Lisa just wanted to follow, follow her, she wanted to hear grandma talk, and they had great conversations together. And so Lisa said, Grandma, Grandma, I'll come with you. And so Lisa gets in the car with grandma and they come, here to Estevan, and they do their shopping. And just before they finish their shopping, or after they finish their shopping, Grandma says to Lisa, Lisa, you know, there's a, an ice cream place on 4th Street. Do you want some ice cream? And Lisa said, oh, Grandma, you know, I just love ice cream. And so they stopped uh, in, on 4th Street. They went to the ice cream parlor, and Grandma says to Lisa, what kind of ice cream do you like? And she said, I like chocolate. That's my best and so she ordered chocolate and grandma she liked uh, black cherry and so she uh, got some black cherry and they started eating their ice cream cones and they walked out to the car and then uh, they started driving back out to the farm. And when they got out to the farm grandma was finished her ice cream cone but Lisa was still licking hers and crunching on the cone. And uh, uh, and so the boys, they came running into the house when they saw uh, Grandma coming back and they saw all this chocolate on Lisa's face. And they said, What did you do? What have you got? And Lisa said, Grandma and I, we stopped at the ice cream parlor and we got ourselves some ice cream. And they said, Grandma, didn't you, why didn't you bring some back for us? And Grandma said, Well, by the time I would have brought it back to you, it would have all melted and it would have been no, no good and uh, the two youngest girls they also looked up from playing with dolls emily and and helen and and they said grandma you know it sure would be good to have ice cream as well why is it that you love lisa more than us and it's not that and grandma had to say listen kids it's not because i love lisa more than any of you i love you all the same all the same but lisa was favored because she chose to go with me she chose to go with me and that's why she was favored that's why we stopped you know at the ice cream place and we got ice cream because she chose you know to come with me and spend time with me and you know whoever's listening here this morning wherever you are i believe that jesus is like grandma or grandma is like jesus one or the other and and jesus is saying to you listen i want you to come with me, I want you to walk with me, I want you to talk with me, and, and we can be like Jimmy and Johnny and say, you know, Grandma, you know, it's just be boring being with you, and sometimes we say, you know, God, it's just boring being with you, I, do, I got so much other stuff I want to do, and, and so they just go, we just go ahead and we do that, or we could be like the two little girls, Susie and Helen, you know, who are so busy playing with their dolls that that they didn't go with Grandma, you know, to go into town, And uh, we can get so busy sometimes in our life. You know, when God talks to us or when he says, hey, can we just spend some time together? And we say to God, God, I'm just too busy. I got so much stuff to do. I enjoy this. I enjoy that. You know, and so we got too much stuff to do and, and we don't pay attention to God. And so we find ourselves, you know, lacking the favor of God because favor has... Uh, you know we have some responsibility when it comes to having favor with god now he would love to give us all favor he grandma would have loved to give all of the five grandkids you know ice cream but it was only lisa who chose you know to go into town with grandma and that's the same in our life too you know if we choose when jesus talks to us and when he calls us he said hey let's just talk together let's just do something together you know let's read my the word together or whatever and we pay no attention to jesus and then we wondered like why isn't god favoring us you know why isn't he you know just really smiling on us and doing whatever i ask him to do and we wonder about that it's because you and i have a responsibility you know to do what he wants us to do if he wants us to talk together we need to talk together if he wants us to, uh, you know, go visit somebody, we need to go and visit that person. You know, we need to spend time with Jesus, and when we spend time with Jesus, we are favored people. We are favored people, you know, and and, and we are just blessed because God is there with us, and we just do fun things together and things that are exciting. Now you may be wondering, well, if I am loved by God all the time. If I am favored by God, you know, how come bad things happen to me or happen to us? And it's, and it's true. It can happen. Even though you're favored, you know, we are not uh, free from uh, bad things happening to us. The, the, the psalm that most of us know by heart, Psalms 23 and verse 5, it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And notice what he says next, for I am with you, I am with you. Even in our hard times, even in our bad times, even in sorrowful times, even when there's death in the family, even when we are offended, even when somebody shuns us or whatever it might be. You know, Jesus is there with us when we have to walk through that valley. And the very next verse in Psalms 23 it says, I prepare for you a table in the midst of your enemies. God is like that. He says, I'm not gonna keep you away from your enemies. He says, but listen, I prepared a table for you right in the midst of your enemies. They can, be, they can surround you, but I wanna tell you this. He says, there's always something for you from my hand if you allow me you know, to prepare a table for you in the midst of your enemies. So being favored and being loved by God does not immune us you know, from bad things, but it helps us because God says, I'm there with you. I am there with you, I will help you, and I will keep you. The third thing that uh, we, t- we find here about praying in uh, Psalms 44 is to remember what God has done in the past. The first three verses of Psalms 44 They said, you know, our ears have heard, our fathers have told us, you know, what you did when you delivered our people out of Egypt, all the miracles you did, how your presence was there, your power was there, and you just did everything for them, and, you know, we are remembering, you know, the good things that you did, and, of course, they were longing for those good things uh, to happen again in their life, and we have to... Sometimes in our prayer time, we have to go back and look at the history we have with God. What is your history with God? Maybe you're listening this morning and you don't have a history with God. You know, you you may, may have prayed three times in your life. You might have gone to church, you know, for funerals or maybe for weddings, but that's about it. You know, but listen, you need a history with God. When you have a history with God then we can always look back and we can think about it again and we can say, yes, God is so good. God is so good. I want to just share a few things about my history with God. And uh, I was raised in a Christian home. So, uh, of course, my history is I've got I had grandparents of both sides that were Christians. Uh, I went to church since I was a little kid. I went to Sunday school. I learned about the Bible. I learned about Jesus. I was saved when I was very young. God spoke to me when I was only about eight years of age, and I understood that I was him. And there are so many things, you know, that I can talk about, about my history with God. And so sometimes when we pray, we need to remember our history with God, and we need to recite it back and be thankful, you know, for our history that we have with God. And if you don't have a history with God, you can start one today. And I would encourage you to do that. You know, start your history with God even today, and then you can go on. But include that in part of your prayer. Uh, You know, as words of thanksgiving, thank you, God, that I've got this history. Thank you for my grandparents. Thank you for my mom and dad. Thank you for the church that was there when I was growing up. Thank you for my Sunday school teachers. Thank you for the message of the salvation, you know, that was shared with me. And I came to know you as my personal Savior. Thank you, God, for all these things. And so Thanksgiving can be part of our history and can be part of our prayer life as well. And so I really want to encourage you to do that as well in your life. And I want to just share one more before we... I close here this morning and this comes from verse 3 of that same psalm and uh, they said you know uh, God fought for Israel you know with his countenance And, and you know we read that and we just zoom right by that and we don't even give thought to what what is he talking about what is he talking about that God fought for Israel you know by his countenance if you go back to Exodus and read chapter 14 verses 19 and 20 in particular you will find that when israel was leaving egypt and they came to the red sea that they were like they were frightful they were afraid they were full of fear because they saw the dust clouds coming behind them you know the egyptian army was coming uh, you know to come and get the israelites and they were afraid and uh, uh, so god said to moses he said, listen, he said, I am in the cloud that's above you, and I'm in the fire of that cloud by night. He says, I will be with you. He says, as you go through the wilderness, he says, I will be with you. You will see my countenance or my presence every day, both morning or both day and night. He says, I am there. I am there. And, and we need to understand that God is always there. He is always there with us. He is around us. He's in, he's in front of me. He's behind me. He's to my left. He's to my right. He's above me. He's beneath me. God is my, uh, my salvation. He is one who is like a, a castle to me. I am safe in his presence. I am safe there. And he d- delivers us, you know, by his countenance. There's many times when I look at how God has probably saved me you know, by just being there. And, or maybe he sent angels or whatever, but God saved me and he spared me, you know, in so many different ways. And when I'm praying to God, I can think about this. I can say, God, if you want to reveal any of these things to me, help me understand how your countenance has helped me and has delivered me from my enemies. And, uh, you know, God will show you. And if you don't know, you can read in the Bible. You can read about some things that can help you understand how God is with you all the time. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'll be with you to the ends of the earth. He said, I'll always be there. And uh, he does. He never leaves us. His countenance will always be there. And he will save us, you know, because of that. Hallelujah. So those are just a few of the prayer tips from Psalms 44 that can help us when we pray. You know, so praying doesn't have to be boring. It can be exciting. It can be joyous. It can be, you know, we can boast uh, because we're not boasting about ourselves. uh, We boast about God. We give him thanks. We give him praise. We get excited about who he is, what he has done, what he's going to do, and what he's doing right now. You know, we think about these things, and we praise him. And that's what we should be doing. We should be praising him. And as we read in Psalms 44, it says all day long, all day long, boast about him. All day long, give him thanks and give him praise. And it's so important for us to do that because it really builds us up. It strengthens us in the inner person. And I would really want to encourage you to do that boasting. And then the second point that we talked about was the fact that we are favored. And if you were listening this morning and you've never, ever, you know, felt the favor of God, you've never, ever felt, you know, that God is for you and not against you, listen, you can feel it this morning. You can sense it this morning. You know, God is like Grandma, like I mentioned before. You know, he's always inviting us. And he might be inviting you to come and have a relationship with him this morning. And I want to encourage you to be like Lisa, not like Jimmy and Johnny or Susie and Ellen. You know, who said, we're too busy. You know, it's too boring going shopping. You know, don't think that God is boring because he's not. The life, the Christian life is not boring because it's not. You know, and Lisa just loved being with grandma, so she went. And because she went, she was favored, you know, with that ice cream cone. And I'll tell you, you can be favored today. You can start a life of being favored today. If you've never done that, just simply by giving your life to Jesus, And saying listen I want your favor I know you love me you have always loved me you always will love me but I also want your favor and so you know we just pray to God and say yeah we can do this and uh, uh, you know even as Janine was talking about before from Romans chapter 10 if we will confess with our mouth and believe in our heart you know we shall be saved and so I want to encourage you to do that this morning if you've never done that hallelujah Because God is so good, and you'll never regret that. You will never regret that. Hallelujah. So I've just got a couple of words that I want to share that I think that God um, gave me for this morning, in the area of healing, and perhaps deliverance. And then we're going to close the service here this morning. I, I believe God was showing me somebody. It was a lady, and something has happened to her left arm and she can't, she can't raise it, she can't really, there's no strength in that arm. Uh, maybe she's had an operation, maybe the arm has been broken, uh, maybe there's been cancer or something that has come into that arm, and it's just, you know, weakened it so really, really, really much so that she can't. It's basically useless. And God is saying this morning to you, if, if that is you, God says, I want to heal that. I want to heal that. I want to restore that because I love you and I just want to do that for you. And so if that's you this morning, begin to exercise faith and start lifting that arm up you know, and and as high as you can. And every time you can lift it an inch or two, you know, thank you, God. Say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And keep on lifting that and keep on lifting that and thanking God all the time, you know, as you're doing that. And as strength begins to pour into that arm, keep on thanking Jesus and praising him for the healing that is yours this morning. That healing is yours this morning. So if that is you this morning, I want to encourage you, let somebody know. You know, phone the office on Tuesday and let Lorna know, you know, that, that God healed you, you know, on Sunday. I think that's a tremendous good thing. The second thing that I believe that God is saying here this morning, and I had, I, I had a bad night last night. I, I couldn't sleep. And then when I did sleep, I, I had this bad dream about a dog. And it was not an ordinary dog. It was like, it was the size of a small horse. And it was on the other side of the fence and Carolyn and I and somebody else, we were walking down the road and we saw this dog on the other side. We thought that it was tied up, but really it wasn't. And so he followed us along the fence and then I told Carolyn and whoever else that person was, I said, you better go back and get the vehicle. And so I stayed there on the road and this dog came through the fence and all of a sudden he was behind me and this dog was there nipping at my heel and uh, trying to bite me, and I was kicking out. (laughs) And I asked Carol this morning, I said, you know, did I kick you when we were in bed? She said, you sure did. What were you thinking about? And so I told her about this dream that I was trying to kick this dog away. And I want to say this morning, I think God is saying something to us, you know, through this little illustration. You know, the enemy comes behind us. That is where he likes to attack you. It's behind you. It might be something you have done in the past. He wants to bring that up, and he wants to wreak havoc in your life. He wants to do something. He wants to bring fear because you can't see behind you. You know, he wants to bring fear, and I want to encourage you this morning that God wants to deliver you from that fear. He wants to deliver you from that. He wants to help you get rid of that enemy, and whatever it takes, God is there for you. And so I want to encourage you this morning. Believe God. Believe God. Kick out with the enemy if you have to. And our enemy is not people. Okay, remember, our enemy is Satan himself. And all the demons that want to, you know, do us damage, you know, we are fighting and wrestling against them, but we have the power and the authority in the name of Jesus to be overcomers. And so I want to encourage you this morning. Be an overcomer. Be an overcomer. Kick against the enemy. You know, do it practically if you want. You don't pretend that he's behind you, but you know, do damage to him because you have the power and the authority to do it in the name of Jesus. And so I want to just pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you this morning for who you are and what you do and what you have done. I thank you that you're such a great and magnificent God. You are full you're so full of power and might, and you're so full of glory and and you're so full of mercy and grace. And you love us to the ends of this earth. Hallelujah. There's no one like you. And I thank you for that. And I pray this morning, Lord, that we would be absolutely grateful for what you have done and who you are. And, Lord God, that we would always include that in our prayer. And, Lord Jesus, also, I just thank you, Lord, for those that maybe have made a decision for you this morning and said, okay, God, next time you talk to me, I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to do what you want me to do because I I know that you can help me and that you will be there for me. Hallelujah. So, Father, I just pray for each one who is here, those that are listening and watching this morning. I pray, Father God, that your hand would be upon them. God, that you would be merciful to us. And God, that the light of your countenance would shine upon us and give us deliverance. Give us deliverance in Jesus' mighty name hallelujah thank you for being here this morning god bless you and if you want prayer we're going to have some prayer people over on the side and as you go through you know we want to bless you or pray for you if you want prayer open your window as you go by and somebody will be there and they're going to pray for you amen have a great week god bless you hey thanks so much for joining us this morning at living hope community church if you love what we're doing and you want to partner with us as a ministry, you can go to livinghope caorg backslash give and choose a giving option that works best for you. Or if God did something in your life and you want, to, we want to know about it. So if you can send us a quick email at amen at livinghope Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great week.